These opportunities will give me what I need to level up life. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad and Eric here, and we just want to welcome you back to another week at the Roundtable. We are so grateful to have you, and we have a wonderful episode in store for you. So, stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here. With my brother, Eric Dixon. Yo. And we would like to welcome you back to another amazing week at the round table with us, sharing our light, sharing our knowledge, sharing some nuggets of knowledge Ooh. with all of you beautiful souls. Nuggeteers. Yep. <laughs> the two nuggeteers. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we are so grateful to have you back, and uh, we just want to thank you and hope that you're well and hope this message and this show finds you in a a center place for the yep. holidays and in a healthy place. Yeah. In a healthy place. Mm-hmm. So, season three, episode nine. We're back. This week, we're going to discuss sleep. Sleep is so important to so many people. Yeah. All of us, in fact. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. <laughs> kind of need sleep. Yep. So, we're going to touch on some, some uh, nuggets of knowledge in regards to sleep and how we can create healthy patterns for our sleeping and so we can get the most out of our sleep and also just talk about life so sleep and life sleep and life two things that uh i think go synonymously absolutely you know absolutely brother how was your day man dude my day was uh was pretty great today it it included a couple different things Mm -hmm. um in the work environment we uh we went to um my boss and I, we went to Kroger today because we're going to have a party for the residents. So it's going to be a holiday party. Not yeah. A, yep. So uh, we're, we're going to celebrate all the holidays and uh, get everybody together. Got to say holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so, yeah, we, um, we're going we're gonna to have a party for them. And I really like I really want this to to be for them. Um, so we really like set aside some time to plan it, go shop for it, make sure we have a plan together. Like I really want this one to be like legit, like they deserve it. We deserve it. Like it's going to be a good time for everybody. So we went shopping today. Um, so out of the normal work environment, got to go. Yeah. Field trip. Yep. Field trip. I was ready. had my coat on. I was ready to roll. (laughs) And, um, we went to Kroger, got all of our stuff, like came back, got it all out, separated it, brought stuff home, got stuff ready. Like it's, it is now like halfway ready and we are on a good pace, you know? So, yeah. um, so next Monday we'll go through the game plan. We'll get everything ready, do all the decorations. We got stuff coming from like Amazon. We're going to do a uh, ugly sweater party nice. uh, with a contest. We got like. Dude, I think probably two or three hundred dollars worth of gift cards to give away to people. Nice. Um, it's it's gonna be wonderful, man. And we got catering and all kinds of stuff. So, so my day was good, man. Got out, yeah. Got out of the uh, normal day to day actions. Um, I still was able to do a couple tours a day, which I love to do. Um, it's one of my favorite things. Really getting into those and showing off what we have at the Jameson, and um, and I love that just connection with people. Um, I love when people bring the positive energy and just like, you know, 
just like let me show them the way like and when they, they let me perform it's amazing like, yeah. i love it yeah so um man my day was great uh i got up um i got some great sleep last night um got up feeling refreshed this morning um got up feeling super grateful um there was uh some remembrance of today today's a special day um today is the anniversary of of the death of ryan no um so that's a, is, a, is a tough one especially around the holidays so my heart goes out to everybody uh that was affected by that and um and then you know it just brought a lot of clarity today like um i i know you do and i thoroughly believe in the signs and the things that you see around you um and w- when i started to have those thoughts of ryan um, I got on Facebook and I saw like this perfect quote that, um, that Jamie, Jamie short posted. Um, but it made me think of all the times that were great that we got to experience. And then I knew my next, like my next thought was like, you're going to see a sign somewhere. Yeah. And as soon as I got the work, man, somebody's, uh, email address was three, three, three. I was like, <laughs> there it is. It was Ryan I was 33. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. So, no, no, no. Yeah, what up, dude? I was like, there you are. Ah, man, that made me feel great. And, um, yeah, so um, it was a great day, man. And we're here for the podcast, um, which is one of my favorite days. Pop day? Fucking ever, man. Love podcast day. And, gosh. What was your favorite part? Trust in God. Amen. Trust in God today. Because um, I was a little anxious about a situation I've um, I put a lot of work into at work, moving somebody from Thailand to oh, here. Wow, yeah. Um, a lot of different pieces that have moved. It's all coming to a head right now. They're getting ready to move in and um, bet stuff's being delivered and stuff like that. I realized today that we were going shopping for stuff for our party. Right. The delivery is supposed to happen today. Oh, shit, yeah. I realized that on, like, this morning when I was going through my routine. Yeah. Oh, boy. I thought about it, went through some things. I even talked to Kayla about it. And I had a plan. And I was like, okay, just trust. On the way to work, I'd find myself kind of floating off. I'd, I'd say, literally say to myself, come back. I'd come back to the music, play another song, get into the groove, and it just like mentally just pushed me through. And um, I had a plan, so I got to work. I executed that plan. I called the place that helped me set everything up and like talked to the direct source that had the delivery coming, and they were able to track it thing is is that it's not gonna be here until like next week because of weather delays oh sure there you go there we go so mother nature and god help took me. took just a, a a step back a thought talked it out got a plan trusted moved on made it happen here we are and it just wasn't even a problem wasn't even an issue wasn't even an issue an issue Issue. Didn't even grab a tissue. <laughs> no tissue for your issue, uh-uh. huh? Not today, but came close. Yeah. So just trusting God, man. That was the that was uh, the greatest piece of my day. 
What about yours? Man, it was a real. It was a great day. Today was my first day back to work since COVID. Oh, first day back. Nice. Oh man, it felt so good to see the kids. Yeah. Interact with the kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad a couple of them left. Um, oh. I I'm happy. Let me rephrase that and, and clarify. I'm happy they're out of jail and out of the rehab facility. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, you build bonds with these Dude, kids can... over time, and it's like, oh man, I didn't get to say bye to this kid. I can totally relate to that, man. Being in the industry, uh, you know, I first graduated with adults. Yeah. Um, there would be people leaving. You got a connection with them. Like, yeah, it's, you, you know, them. you spend a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy with them. And that's something you can't deny. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, um, so it was kind of bittersweet going back to work, uh, seeing that a couple of the kids that I had really been working uh, extra with, you know, some, not all the kids that are in the facility are open to receive, um, lessons or teachings or guidance from me, you know, not everybody is meant for everybody. Sure. Um, but there was a couple of them that I really connected with that had left over the last two weeks and I didn't get to say bye to them. So right. it's kind of bittersweet. I'm happy they're home with their yeah. families. Uh, I pray that they find peace with their families because some of them had some pretty, um, not so pleasant home lives. Sure. So I, I, I pray that they find peace within their homes. But, uh, overall, man, it was so great to be back. You know, and that's just like a, a breath of fresh air. You know? Yeah, yeah. Literally. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> and I can actually breathe. Yeah, I was going to say, you can smell it and, and everything, huh? Yeah, I can smell the fresh air yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And I know I've talked about this, and I know I've I've failed many times trying, but I have successfully quit smoking cigarettes. Yes! Yeah, so... Man, I just, I feel great. Yeah. I feel great. Um, Good man. Hey, man, I'm proud of you. That, thank you, uh, that's, that's tough, dude. Dude, it's the toughest thing I've ever fucking done. I know you won't, but man, it's okay if you go back, but I know you won't. Yeah, but, not this time, man. But that takes a, dude, that is one of the things that's like the toughest thing ever. Dude, yeah. it's habitual, it's hooked, it's chemicals, it's everything. Yeah. Dude, it's, they've even found like, uh, nootropically it like it boosts like some something in your brain as well like so yeah. there's like some good stuff happening so yeah. it's like like well, dopamine release yeah from that, like yeah. happy sensation yeah 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 and i mean de-stressing and all kinds of stuff like but dude that takes a lot man so i'm proud of you bro thank you brother it's um it's been uh it's been a blessing man and just like anything in life and i i know you take the same approach but like when life kicks me in the balls, I tr- just do the best I can, you know, from failing the race and getting COVID. You go to back to the drawing board, man. You go back like, hey, where am I off? Yeah. W- what what am I doing? What do I need and, to change? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I've been telling you for over a year, like, man, I don't smoke that much, but I need to quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know, I smoke. I smoked yeah. past tense. Oh. Smoked past tense. Love that you changed it. Um, only one or two cigarettes a day. Oh. You know, at the end of my night, I'd go outside, especially on nice nights, and mm-hmm. go sit on the back porch and, and smoke a cigarette. Watch sunset. Hell yeah, man. Dude. Beautiful. Yeah. And for the longest time, I justified me smoking because I only smoked one yeah. or two cigarettes mm-hmm. a day. And uh, I just, and it was time. It was time, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the race showed me I had nerve pain in yeah. my knee when I was running. So a big thing with nerve pain and also... Um, 
the discs in your back degenerate from tobacco use and, really? and smoking. And I've had back surgery. Yeah, that's one of the things huh. that they shared with me when I had my back surgery. I did not know that. that. The, the nicotine, I, I don't know if it's the nicotine or another chemical within the tobacco that, that actually degenerates that gel hmm. between your discs. Interesting. So um, having that nerve pain again on the left side from the race and my knee and, and some soreness in my lower back, it's like, dude. You quit smoking cigarettes. You've been wow. saying it for a long fucking time. Yeah. And then COVID hit and I couldn't smoke mm-hmm. because I felt horrible. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I wasn't about to do it to myself. Yeah. So uh, the silver lining, man, uh, failing has brought me a new level of discipline, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that fucking sucks when you, when you fail, what, no matter what it is in your life, whew, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, the man. I don't want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to feel that again. No, it's, um, it sucks, dude. I mean, I you know ultimately I know that it, well, it helps some people grow. Other people just continue to go the other way, but like it's, it's one of the worst feelings ever, but there has never been a time that I failed that I haven't remembered and learned from it. Mm-hmm. Like even something as like, um, even just something as like minor as like I and this is an everyday thing for me I uh I have to take people's IDs when I do tours at work for safety reasons like if somebody were to take me like they want to know who it is and I'm like that makes sense and one time I forgot to give somebody back their ID and they had to drive back from like Kentucky like it wasn't a short drive back I'll never forget that and it's like the thing that I have on my mind every single time I come back from a tour. Yeah. Every time. So it's like, I'll, I don't know why that popped into my head. Maybe because I do it all day. But it's like, bro, I'll never forget that failure. Right. It sucked yeah. making that phone call. Yeah, and you know, I, I would have met, well, I, I've experienced it myself, but just failing and letting other people down, like that situation, yeah. like, fuck, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, um. For me, the the failing in the race only only really affected me, for sure. honestly, um, and that and that would have been enough for me to make changes um, in my my physical workouts and my physical regimen that I that I have. Uh, but then COVID, just like okay, yeah. it's really time to uh, shift a lot. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's been, it's been good, man. I've been reading a lot of. Um, I'm hesitant to say religious scripture and stuff, but divine scripture. Yeah. I, I like divine a little more. I, I'm still myself triggered a little bit by the whole religion thing just because I think religion is kind of, well, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But, um, I've been really getting into God. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I've always, not always, the last few years I've had a, a really powerful relationship with God, but I've really, really been just giving myself to god and and saying show me yeah instead of setting intent you know uh, we talked about intent and intent is very important but being at a vulnerable place with covid and failure god show me yeah show me Mm -hmm. i'm i'm down right now Mm -hmm. i'm weak i'm out i failed show me i don't know right now Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's been a very powerful revelation for me and, and just uh surrendering that that I need help sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, not just from 
books or knowledge or love from other people, but from the creator. Sure. You know? So, yeah, it seems like it's opened the floodgates, man. Yeah. Man. You know? Yeah, for You've sure. You've been sending me stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, I've been taking, I, so I've got this book and I, I know I've shared you some, shared with you a couple times uh, some quotes from it, but it's called God Alone. Mm. And it's, it reminds me of the Mark Nepo book that, that yeah. we have. It's like a daily entry and it has uh, a religious passage and then it has the author's kind of uh, relation to that, that scripture story. Oh, nice. And then it's got a quote from uh, a, a different book in it that mm-hmm. the same lady wrote. And uh, just gives you a different way to bring divine wisdom into an everyday life situation and kind of, uh, man, and I, I don't read it from front to back. I just open it to a random page mm-hmm. and just trust mm-hmm. that I'm going to be shown mm-hmm. what I need to see. And I know I told you this before the podcast, but um, the day of the race, actually, I opened that book and it, the passages in there was talking about um, broken things being, uh, being broken is when we find God the most, you know, and, and admitting that we are weak without God's will and God's love mm-hmm. in our life and in our heart. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. You know, and I even wrote in there like race failure day. And I wrote the date on it and everything. And oh, okay. I was going to say like the day of the race you, used, you wrote that or yeah, afterwards. After. It was yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would have been fucking crazy though. Yeah. I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been crazy. But then I would have blamed myself for saying I was going to fail to begin <laughs> for with. For writing you know, it. Saying, yeah. And saying like, it. You wrote you're going to fail, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he would have done that. Right. No. No, that's that would never be my intent. But subconsciously, it was my intent because I failed to prepare. But you read the passage, the day of the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how did you internalize it then? I I was weak, man. Yeah. I was at a weak point and I was broken. I yeah. felt, man, I felt so broken. Not only was my knee throbbing and swollen as hell, um, man, but my ego fucking took a huge hit, man. Like, as I'm walking back, like, walking in this race that, yeah. you know, I, I've always prided myself on my physical ability. Yeah. And um, I was broken, dude. I was broken. And so opening that up, it was just a confirmation of all the the things I was feeling walking back. You know, I, I walked for, like, probably two miles before I stopped and asked one of the workers to give me a ride back to the finish line. Did that confirmation also help you continue to open that book oh yeah dude you know what i'm saying oh for sure yeah for sure that's awesome yeah it was like okay okay god i see it. <laughs> okay okay I'll, I'll keep opening this book <clears throat> so boom like what you just said like you have been asking yeah like show me yeah yeah because you know it, with my relationship in the past with god it's more of been just been a, a reflective thank you for everything in my life mm-hmm. and, and like I got this. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm okay. Thanks. I'm driving. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you know, grateful for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I should say father, not brother. But uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I either one. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely, all, all of the above. But um, yeah, it's it's been like I said in the last episode. Like the, these past few weeks have been super humbling and, and really brought me to my knees, literally. And physically with, with rehabbing my knee mm-hmm. and, uh, 
that's going really well. And, you know, I've been praying for healing and I've been praying for strength and I've really been focusing on just sending love and light from the divine to my knee, you know, for healing. And, um, man, I felt good. I've been able to run, you know, it's only been two weeks and I don't know what the injury was. You know, I didn't go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. um, but I know I could barely walk and my Mm -hmm. knee was swollen like a softball. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me, I think three weeks now it's been almost, Mm -hmm. um, being able to get back on the treadmill and run, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of discomfort, sure. not too much, but I've also been rehabbing pretty, pretty strong. You know, Good. I got to wait. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say knees over toes guy. You were telling me about some of those, um, workouts that you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, man. So TikTok, man, technology is so amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing if you use it yep. properly to yep. enhance your life and yeah. not to escape your life. Yep. Just like anything, mm-hmm. use it to enhance, yep. not escape. Yep. Um, so I've been just getting on TikTok like, hey, knee workouts. Yeah. And it'll pull up so many people. Yeah. So many people with so much knowledge. Oh my God. And it's There's, free. It's free. It's free. Every bit of it. Every bit of it's free. You're already on there. Yeah. You're right. And, and instead of watching stupid political videos like I have in the past and, and shit that really doesn't add any value to my life. <laughs> you yeah. know. It's been great. It's been absolutely great. I like the point that you brought up earlier about, you know, those clips are only like a minute to three minutes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, YouTube videos are great. Like they're awesome. But I feel like I've watched a couple of like the doctors on there where I'm like, okay, I don't understand really what you're talking about, but like, I understand how to do the exercise. Could you just show me more of that? Like some of the terms they say, like you know, it's like, I don't even way over the head. Right. And they sit there and explain that. I'm like, yeah, it's cool for some people. I get it. But it's like, we get a condensed version and we got it. It's always here. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Hashtag just whatever. It's easy. Anything. 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 Any knowledge you want. It, I, could, I could almost guarantee you could find it on TikTok. And I'm not saying that everybody on TikTok has knowledge. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people that I've seen that... Um, may have the most pure intentions but don't have the most knowledge behind their intention yeah um so obviously finding what works for you finding what resonates finding what you need it's going to take a little bit of work and searching but man there's a lot of beautiful creative minds out there and short and sweet to the point man tons man and um it's out there yeah the information's out there yeah and it, the, the, i think one of the good things about it is is there's so much now i mean yeah you got to pick and choose i can sift through the 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 not so good ones um but there's so much out there now so many different doctors like so much different information i mean it's everywhere you can literally find anything you want to i mean an argument for everything like anything yeah and um yeah so so, man, yeah, it's beautiful because now ignorance is a choice. It certainly is. You know? Yep. It, it, when there's this much information yep. out there, yep. ignorance is a choice. Now yep. you're choosing not to inform yourself. Yep. And, and to each their own. Yeah, to sometimes it own. can be hard to, like, sift through because there is so much. It's yeah. Like, especially, well, especially with politics. I don't know what to, what to believe. It's all distraction, man. All of it. All of it. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's all a the game. 
It is. And, and you know, the, the politics really that you need to pay attention to is at your local level. Yeah. You know, if you really want to pay attention to politics, pay attention to what's going on at your local level. And yeah. if you want to get involved, get involved. Yeah. If not, don't pay it any mind. Yeah. You know, roll with the flow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think one of, the, like, the greatest sayings is simple is, like, I know it's not as easy as this for some people, but it's like, oh, I still, like, put on my pants the same way. Still put on my shirt. Right. I'm going to work, you know. Right. Whatever that means. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think the most important thing, you know, and we've talked about it, is just you create your reality, you know. And, and yeah. a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, it doesn't really affect my life. And you'll hear the counter argument. It does affect your life because they're making rules and stuff for you. But if you really get down to your, the brass tacks of getting dressed, getting up, going to work, it doesn't change your life. It doesn't. You may have really. to pay a little more in taxes or, or right. whatever. It, and some of it is bullshit. Yeah. But ultimately, it doesn't really affect your life at all. No. Unless you give it the power. Yeah, yes. Which I like to. I, I, I like politics. I think it's in my blood. My grandpa was a career politician. So. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting game. It is. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's a, it's a it's a power struggle. It's a... Man, I... I just wish people would get in there with with the people in mind, you know, with the the greater collective in mind. But and I'm sure there are people out there that are in the local level areas that have those intentions. But yeah. money and greed and corruption and all that starts to seep in eventually. And uh, whatever, yeah, yep. For, forget about it. Yep. Forget about it. Sleep on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of sleep, how do you sleep at night, brother? Well, usually on my back in a bed. <laughs> my um, uh, my sleep is something that I value tremendously. Um, it is not something that, um, not something I sacrifice for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very. I don't even know if I'd call it a routine anymore. It's it's now a lifestyle. Like right. it's not even not even a question anymore. But I would say I sleep tremendously. I know there are a couple things. For instance, like um, like the medication that I take. It I don't think it does the best as far as uh, as far as REM sleep goes. I know it sh- fucking blocks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it even says it on the side effects. So I think that affects it a little bit, but when I wake up in the morning, I feel refreshed Yeah. and that's a change. Yeah. I, I, I sleep at least seven to eight hours a night. Boom. That's right in the zone, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I notice if I don't sleep that well, if I don't get seven to eight, I notice it immediately. Yeah. Like it's, I just feel tired. Yeah. And from what, thank you. From what I, uh, read a little bit today about, um, there is like scientific evidence on six or less is when it really starts to affect you. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of that 10 or more. Oh really? Okay. I I didn't get into like the more side, but I could totally see that. Yeah. Too much. 
Yeah. Just like anything, right? For, for age, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For age, certain age groups, obviously younger kids and stuff need. I, yeah. I did see that, like a different age group type thing when I was scrolling through. Yeah. Um, so it's been interesting to, to see that kind of information. But, um, dude, I sleep pretty fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I love sleep. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite things. I don't have much of a problem falling asleep. Um, if you follow me on or Kayla on Snapchat, uh, you'd know that. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I pass out very easily. Yeah, I passed out with my phone in my hand while I'm going to bed. Like, get in bed, you know, you're like, okay, I set my alarm. Like, um, I've literally, in the midst of setting my alarm for the next day, have fallen asleep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm exhausted by the time I go to sleep. Because I just feel like I give it all my, like every single day. Like when, when I go to bed, dude, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I do a, a little, like a bunch of different things, like little things that I don't even recognize anymore. Like I turn the night mode on on my phone all the time, even in daytime. There's like certain blue lights that emit that you don't want, you know, all day long. It'll just keep you up even longer at night. So. I think that's why they tell you to not use your phone at night or other devices like that. But, dude, I love sleep. Yeah. Um. It it affects me tremendously when yeah. I don't when I don't get enough yeah. for days. Like when we stay up, you know, uh, on rare occasions. By the fire and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even you know, on nights where we play pool. And yeah, all yeah. Stuff, yeah. Even yeah. some of our little adult what, fun what do we adult fun nights yeah man yeah like we're me you kayla and Brittany, and yeah. uh a couple other people have it takes me a couple days to recover from that yeah um you know we'll stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning and then i'm so used to getting up at four four thirty five o'clock that my body's just ready no matter what so i come home i sleep till maybe five six some seven eight o'clock but like doesn't really feel like much of anything right but um i love it man yeah what about you and i sleep well you know that blue light excuse me that blue light what it does it it releases and triggers cortisol release Mm. uh hormone rather Mm -hmm. and that keeps you up Mm. so when you first wake up starting your circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. which is your biological clock what tells you it's daytime you should be awake and Mm -hmm. nighttime to go to sleep when you first wake up and you start receiving photons the light energy around you it releases cortisol and and it peaks your energy levels throughout the day and then when you look at it at night it's still triggering that cortisol release so it still thinks it's daytime which still tells your body hey it's daytime you should still be awake Mm. so with all that cortisol, not to mention all the stress cortisol that's released in your body, mm-hmm. um, it keeps you up at night. Huh. So, pretty nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. That may, I mean, that makes total sense. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, so light affects sleep. Yeah. Um, and one thing that, I, that I've learned is there are different lights that could affect you differently. Like one being... And I didn't know this until I watched the Huberman podcast or I listened to it or saw it on Instagram or whatever. Um, like when I wake up, I use a, um, a happy light. Yeah. And that mocks the sun. 
Mm-hmm. So I wake up at four. Obviously, the sun's not out. And I use the um, the happy light every day for like probably 30, 45 minutes, sometime an hour. And what that does is, is it automatically triggers my melatonin to start kicking in about 12 hours later. Yeah. 12 to 16, I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Just right on time. Yeah. So like around 12 hours later would be like four or five o'clock. It's usually when I start to yawn. That's tight. 12 to 16. That's right on time. Yeah. Like, and that makes total about 16 because, so that's four hours later, dude, I'm almost, that's bedtime for me. Yeah. So that's perfect. But yeah, I learned that it triggers the melatonin to, to automatically come in 12 to 16 hours later. Yeah. Um, I just used it to, to mock the sun and wake up naturally. Yeah. So the circadian rhythm mm-hmm. that you were talking about, that's yeah. like, that's ancient stuff. Yeah, right. that, that's your biological. Your that, biological. That's human ingrained. That's part of being human. So the, like what I read is like, so that's when your body like should naturally wake up. Like if you have the ability to not use an alarm clock mm-hmm. and, and really push yourself out of sleep and, and maybe like the deepest sleep that you're in, which is the most important, um, you should just naturally wake up. Like I read somewhere like five or like with the sun. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. Because that, like, that's what the circadian rhythm goes by. Sun, sunrise, sunset. Yep. It's the only thing they had. Yeah. Back exactly. In, back when time started or whatever. Yeah. So I, I didn't really know, like, what the circadian rhythm was. I, you know, when I first started this venture, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, right. there's another clock inside of me. Like, <laughs> what is that? Um, I was like, what is it? Some sort of beat or something? But yeah, so I, lear- I learned about that and, like, having a routine helps that rhythm as well because um, i don't know do people's clock are people's circadian rhythms different do you know have yeah. you heard of that yeah it actually it really depends on a thing called your chronotype which is a lot genetic okay so there that's where the difference between the early risers and the night owls come in uh-huh. some have an advanced delay uh-huh. and some have or some have a, a an advanced chronotype where they're early risers and some have a delayed release so your night really? owls that stay up later into the night yeah huh. yeah it's, it's pretty interesting stuff and you know we've talked about this on the podcast because we're the opposite I, I'm a yeah i was gonna owl. say like dude that's gotta be interesting like can we find out what we yeah. are like whatever can you find out what that gene is uh, i'm sure there's a way so, yeah um I, I, I you know i don't know it'd be interesting I, I, to see I think, I think how you find out is not only being self-aware, but also like looking at your family. Sure. Are your fa- is your family early risers? Dude. Yeah. You know? ev- I think everybody in my family is an early riser, early to go to bed. I'm the opposite. Everybody yeah. in my family stays up till two in the morning wow. and, and gets up at nine. You know. Yeah. This it's pretty cool stuff. So really, just getting to know yourself. That's wow. that's how you become aware of anything in your life, just paying attention to what works best for you. Because sure, I can get up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and, and I feel good doing it mm-hmm. and I feel accomplished, but I feel like I am the most fulfilled with um, pure energy throughout the day if I go to bed later and wake up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So if I shift my eight hours from from midnight to eight in the morning as mm-hmm. opposed to eight at night to to three or four in the morning. Right. You know, so, excuse me. 
so yeah, it's it's pretty cool stuff, man. There's a lot of information out there that that can really really help you understand your sleep patterns and. Mm-hmm. Um, you you alluded to it, and you're the king of routine, but routine is everything. Yeah. So uh, a way to pretty much perfect your circadian rhythm is to have that routine, mm-hmm. to go to bed at mm-hmm. the same time mm-hmm. every night and get up the same time every morning. Mm-hmm. Even on your days off. I know you still get up early at, yep. at 4 or 5 in the morning yep. on your days off. Yep. And that's why... You don't have a problem sleeping mm-hmm. or going to sleep yeah. and getting restful sleep because you've created that routine for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really powerful stuff, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it took a while like to, to do that. Um, and I live a very, you know, blessed life where I can, where I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some things will change and, uh, might not be able to do that, but I've created such a window where that opportunity is available. Right. You know, so yeah, it took a while to do that, man. Um, but yeah, it's now it's just automatic. Yeah. 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 So, so if you struggle to sleep, just being consistent with your bedtime Mm -hmm. and your wake time Mm -hmm. that can help you tremendously, um, get that, uh, circadian rhythm down to Mm -hmm. what works for you. Yeah. So you can be awake for your 12 to 16 hours and, and then go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to like uh have this real like kind of kind of like macho like thing with sleep. Like I don't know, let's just say like in my 20s or whatever, like mm-hmm. dude, I got like 2 hours of sleep, like I'm good. Like <laughs> I powered through things. Like I can't believe I used to do that, but like but now like I love get getting just so like cuz I know what it does now. I know like it restores you. We do a lot to our bodies run a lot, uh, give out a lot of energy, think a lot, do a lot, just be a lot of different places. And you got to be able to restore your body to do that. And and sleep is one of those things. So like, and everywhere I've read, it says at least seven to nine. Yep. For like our age group or whatever, adults. 18 and up. 18 and up. Until you get to a certain age and then it goes, the hours start to go back up. Yeah. You get older what's a do you know what a 70 year old recommendation um, is I think I had I think I, it's so I have no idea why I asked that it's just, <laughs> it just like correlated sleeping a long time with old people I don't know um, it's in this, I think I threw no that idea. page away because I didn't highlight it nice <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know man I, I don't either yeah, I don't either one um one of the podcasts that I uh, that I turned to was Rogan about sleep. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, one that I heard I don't know maybe two or three years ago. Um, it was Doctor Matthew Walker. Uh, he's a professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California. And one of the things that he said, um, in opposite of that, is um, a lack of sleep can affect can affect uh testosterone in the male um in the male body uh when you're getting five to six hours it can affect it so much that it's scientifically proven so so it's measurable it's definitely measurable yeah um he's also saying that like six hours is like the cutoff where you can yeah you can really start to measure things across the board even like 
not even just testosterone, but uh, performance, thinking ability, um, dude, irritability throughout the day. That's a huge one. I know when I don't get enough sleep, I wake up pretty irritable for sure. Yeah. Because I haven't, I haven't rested my mind enough. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't restored. Yeah. You know, you know, one crazy thing that I was reading about as far as restoring your mind. So when you sleep, what it does, it actually, your brain actually shrinks a little bit within the resting state and it allows more, uh, spinal or not spinal, uh, brain fluid to, to get around your brain and Mm. it literally clears out the debris from around your physical brain. So it makes itself smaller. Yeah. To purify more and to allow more liquid to wash out the bullshit. Huh. Pretty cool, huh? Dude, that's interesting. Yeah. And and you know, you talked about the things that it correlates with the the amount of sleep. Uh, there was an interesting study and a, a lot of these stats that I'll talk about um come from uh, where did the website go? Uh, the Sleep Research Society mm-hmm. and startsleeping.org. So if you're interested, the startsleeping.org has so much information on it from statistics to foods to to anything you can think of mm-hmm. in relate in relation to sleep including that brain uh, information that I just just uh, shared with you guys um, but I found it interesting to see they actually even mapped out household incomes in relation to sleep and there is a direct correlation by almost 10 percent so less than 30 thousand dollars a year only 50 52 percent of people slept in that seven to nine hours from 30 to seventy five thousand dollars a year 61 percent slept from that seven to nine hours so 61 percent of people making that money Uh was in that range that optimal range yeah and then seventy five thousand dollars or more is 76 percent of people were sleeping were sleeping in that optimal time frame wow and that was a study out of 276,000 people. So, I mean, that's a pretty large study. You know, and statistics, you know, take them for what you will. But to see that direct correlation yeah. of people that are monetarily successful, I guess that your definition of success is mm-hmm. relative to how you view life. But it's pretty pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. I wonder, <clears throat> I don't know. I wonder, um, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, when you're, you know, in this, in the reality we live in, you know, money is a thing and, um, you know, when you don't, you don't have a lot of it. Um, I could totally see the reference of being stressed out and not sleeping or working however many jobs. Cause I mean, even a lot of people that are in that category, you know, work two and three jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have. They don't. Literally, don't have time yeah. to sleep, and still make under thirty thousand. You know, yeah. there, there are people out there that do that. Yeah, man, I watched a documentary one time about just um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about people that work like, you know, part time jobs because they've did, done some crimes or whatever that were literally like nothing. And they have to work two and three jobs now, and they barely make minimum wage, and they don't sleep, and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, man, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's rough for them. They don't even get much sleep. Yeah, man. That was uh, that was one thing when I first met my wife, Brittany. She um, she used to always ask me, "When do you sleep?" Yeah. 
because I was I was working two jobs and I was still in the Marine Corps Reserves. So essentially, I was working three jobs, mm-hmm. and I would sleep. I would get off. I would work from noon to ten at the jail, mm-hmm. and then I would go work on the road as a police officer until six in the morning. And I'd get get home, eat some food, go to the gym, get my workout in, yeah. you know, and then sleep for a few hours and get up and do it all again. Did you did you notice anything when you did that, or you felt strong? Or? Dude, I felt strong as fuck. Yeah, but I I was in my grind. You know, yeah. I was young. Yeah, I was in my mid to late 20s and yeah. in, in the prime of my life yeah. which i still consider myself in the prime of my life sure. i just view differently yeah. view life differently now mm-hmm. now i value my sleep yeah you know when i start started first started making that shift i would sleep for six six to eight hours and i would feel lazy like i was getting too much sleep like dude you're wasting your life right you're fucking wasting your life yeah. what are you doing you can <laughs> sleep when you're dead bro but obviously no <laughs> right dang it i used to have those thoughts too you know it, it's just i i think it's part of the male ego it too is, it's right. like man I, i'm a fucking beast yeah dude I guess, <laughs> yeah it's there yeah there's some sort of like macho thing about it yeah i mean even not men too i mean i don't know women do i guess yeah i guess everybody brags about it but it's like dude it's not you gotta get some restorative sleep man yeah you know <clears throat> lack of sleep is also related to obesity I can see that. What's um, because of the different hormones and the cortisol and the stress um, that tells your body to store more instead of burning. So, uh, man, it's. I think this this six year study says for every extra hour of sleep, decrease the incidence of obesity by thirty percent. So from five to six hours, moving up to seven hours, it, it would drop thirty percent. As far as people that retain weight and body weight. Gotcha. Okay. And, and there's, uh, what was the chemicals that they named? I forget where that page is, but it's basically um, in regards to the different hormones that your body released when you slept yeah. and helped you process mm-hmm. and get into the sympathetic nervous system. So to rest and digest. The one thing that, um, that that brings to mind is, and was an issue of mine for, for the longest time, um, <clears throat> was eating right before I went to sleep. Oh yeah. Um, I I feel like that correlates somehow to what the statistics you just read. Like, oh absolutely. <clears throat> because what I didn't know is when you go to sleep, um, if you eat right before you go to sleep, you're gonna spend all your energy on digesting that food instead of restoring your sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't even register to me before. Right. <clears throat> It's like, duh, like you are doing something when you're trying to do something else. Right. And I mean, I kept weight on for the longest time. Couldn't figure it out. Obviously, I knew what I was doing, but it's like, oh, I didn't think I was doing that much. Well, right. it doesn't matter how much. It's a mechanism. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to spike. I don't, I don't know all the scientific terms, but I know it's going to spike some things before you go to sleep and you're <laughs> going to spend all your energy burning that. And you're not going to get any restorative sleep. So, yeah, man, that was one thing that I changed that I've seen in almost every single, like, tip thing that I found out there. Like, 10 rules for this or 10 tips for that or sleep or whatever. It's like, do not eat before you go to sleep. Right. I've heard other trainers, like, say, like, oh, a bedtime snack is fine or whatever. But, like, 
I find more value in not eating before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't wake up at night. Um, I don't have gas at night. With oh well, yes, I do. What am I talking about, dude? I have it all the time. <laughs> but I notice that I completely take that back. But I notice that it's not as bad. Yeah. At um, at, you know, at night, uh, to where it wakes me up. I yeah. should say it might wake Kayla up, but you know. <laughs> uh, but she does. Um, but yeah, so that's one. Of, that's a change that I made is not eat before I go to sleep, um, and it has all kinds of effects. Yeah. And, and you don't feel sluggish when you wake up. No. You know, you. I think if you're mindful enough you, and you pay attention to how you feel at all times of the day, yeah. if you eat a heavy meal before you go to bed, the next morning you wake up like, oh. Yeah. Feel Ooh. a little sluggish, feel a little yeah. heavy. Yeah. Yeah, just feel heavy. Yeah. And, you know, until you, like, bring yourself out of it, might not realize it. That's another thing is, um, especially lately, man, like, just with food, um, on a completely different topic, I just feel like I've taken myself out of that game for such a long time of eating shitty food mm-hmm. that now once I have any of it, God, dude, it's like game over. Wipes you out. Oh, my God. Bro, I had a few wings the other night and a few cookies that were not gluten-free, which I've been completely gluten-free for like a while now. And then I had a couple brownies and I was wrecked. The next day, dude, it looked like 50 bees stung me in the face, dude. My yeah. eyes were so swollen and puffed out. It was crazy looking. Yeah. Yeah. People walk around like that every day, man. They yeah. don't even realize that no. they're, they're like that. Dude. Not just looks wise, but like the feeling. That's like their baseline. Dude, I was so swollen. Yeah. It was crazy. So how, so how did you discover um, that gluten messed you up? Um, a stab. Yeah? Yep. Um, well... When I went to I, I went to the hospital, yeah, because I couldn't stop, um, I couldn't stop shitting and I couldn't stop puking. That was after our after our first race. That was after our first race. Shortly after, yeah, in October. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so they thought like after all these tests or whatever and everything that happened, they thought it was um, the doctors thought it was Crohn's or uh, celiac. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there was inflammation, inflammation in my colon. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading for the longest time now. And I've seen like various stories in places, like especially like, um, like Jordan Peterson and his daughter. She has an autoimmune disease where, dude, she couldn't even walk. And she went, well, basically she went carnivore, which is obviously gluten free. Right. And that's all she eats and is completely fine now. So I kept hearing like these stories like everywhere where people would change gluten out of their diet and completely just hop, stop having whatever symptoms they were having. It can fuck you up like in different ways. And, um, and I took a stab at it. Like I, I've noticed throughout my years of changing my diet that, um, that it affects me. Mm-hmm. But I never took myself completely out of it. Until I was very like until, really, you had to. until I was really sick, man. Yeah. Like I still don't have the answers, but we do. But I, I was like, okay, like this is it. Like we, I, like I'm gonna make this change, and that's what we did, and it's been fine ever since. Until um, 
until the other day. Cause so like over the years, I've just kind of cut like bread out, which has a lot of gluten in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that just kind of stuck in my mind. Just so all these little changes. And then finally was getting sick and then making the change to gluten free. Um, that's what it was. And it's stuck ever since. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And that's, that's a point I wanted to bring up. And I know we both have gone through elimination diets yeah. And these can be so powerful and such a, a wonderful tool to use to become aware of how foods affect you on yeah. a daily basis. Because a lot of times in our diets and our fast-paced lives, we don't realize how much what we consume is really affecting us. Mm-hmm. Our ener- How many people you know, like, man, I just don't have the energy. Yeah. You know, especially as we continue to age and get older, mm-hmm. you hear it a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I don't have the energy for that. It's like... Bro, I've seen the I've seen a couple meals you put away, and yeah. it probably has something to do with it. And know? no wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to that, like the thing I started to learn about is like we are not designed to process that stuff. Right. It's, yeah, a lot it's of that the chemicals simple. Like, it, like if you look at what's in a lot of the stuff out there, it's stuff. It, yeah, it's, it's not, not simple. It's not food. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not food. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so, you know, I'm I'm not judging because I used to eat that too. But it's like, you know, at a certain point, I was like, I had to like hit myself like again, like duh, dude. Like, I want to feel better. Yeah, like, I want to feel better. <laughs> oh yeah, and the point I I saw a video one day where I I mean I was just feeling miserable, just like low energy. Yeah. Real low energy, mm-hmm. depressed, couldn't sleep, you know, just all kinds of problems. And I, again, continued to keep myself open about what, what I was trying to do. I saw a video about fat, it's called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, about this just average guy that was skinny, but fat on the inside. Yeah, it's, just you know, unhealthy. Unhealthy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, dude, he almost died. I was like, yo, I got to wake up. Like, he was eating McDonald's and stuff. I'm like, yo, I do that, and I'm mm-hmm. tired. And this guy's tired and he's miserable. I'm like, yo, what, what, what would happen if I changed that? Yeah. And it showed how he changed it, and I did it, and it was radical, but I did it, and um, I, th- I never, I never felt better. Is that when you started juicing for that's a year? When I st- yeah, that's when I started juicing. I did actually, I did blending, which I, because that's different. Yeah, because you're still getting the fibers. and Yeah, stuff. you're just still getting, and that's exactly why I did it. Because <clears throat> yeah, I was, you, like, you need that to shit. Yep, yep, and um, so that's exactly why I did it, and uh, and I did that for a whole year, and. I remember when you did that. Never felt better, man. Yeah. Never felt better. Never looked back after it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so elimination diet to just to just for information, yeah. any of you listening, uh, basically you cut all the everything out of your diet mm-hmm. and just eat raw fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And once you get a clean system and you get your system flowing and you're shitting regularly and you're feeling good and you're feeling light. You slowly start to reintroduce mm-hmm. one or two things back into your diet and pay attention to how they affect yep. you. Yep. Whether that be dairy or or whatever it is you want to introduce back into yep. your diet. Dairy is a big one that causes a lot of inflammation, um, which can lead to all kinds of issues. That, that They say it's a, a food staple that we need in mm-hmm. our food pyramid, but dairy fucks a lot of people up. Dude, it <laughs> makes me so mucusy yeah, on my tongue. Yeah. When I when I do have milk, which I don't I very rarely, if at all, have milk anymore. Yeah. Um 
we buy, it's like, uh, it's fair life. It's, uh, lactose free. Um, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't have, uh, not doesn't have, yeah, it's yeah, not it doesn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I don't drink that, then I notice like this thin layer of like mucus on my tongue mm-hmm. and it makes my hands swollen as shit. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where like I have trouble, like squeezing my hands together yeah my um my toes get real fat like all my extremities get fat yeah it's wild yeah until i took my like you said until i took myself out of it i never realized it yeah and and like i said before man people walk around like that every day just swollen and inflamed it's like oh my body hurts i can't think clearly i can't do this and and i have those days too Mm -hmm. because i I don't always have the most strict diet so i i am not judging by any means i'm just trying to share information for people to grab onto is like, Oh, well I never thought about it. Right. Just a change of thought. Just, you know, like it's so good. You guys, like it's, it's so good to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. And, and Chad and I really don't even eat the same ways. What could we have our own styles? Yeah. And it just, it's, it's so much fun. Like it, like when I eat my meals every day, like it's not bland, like it's very tasteful. Like I love it. Yeah. And I found exactly what works for me. Yeah. And man, I literally salivate. I think I told you that today. Mm-hmm. Like I salivate when I have my shake that I have every day. It's so good and it's so nutritious. Yeah. There's, n- I don't think there's anything in it that's processed at all. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it's it's awesome, man. So it's not, yeah, just to your point, man, and. Uh, you know of of not judging that's like that's not what we're here to do it's just like oh we're just trying to show people the light like yeah because it feels so fucking good i told somebody that today like man i love this side yeah i love this side of things i love the perception that i have the things that i do like i love this side of life like and that's all i want to do is just help people yeah help people with their diet help people with their sleep help people with everything that we've experienced yeah that's it you know we do we might not be doctors but dude we we got experience yeah man and, and i had that conversation today man i just how much life can teach you oh my god you, you don't have to be an expert at something to to have life experience and, mm-hmm. and to share that you know so often we dismiss people like well they're no expert mm-hmm. it's like well they've probably experienced it and they're just sharing you right. know one of my biggest things before i really started to open up and and admit to myself that i didn't know shit mm-hmm. you know and started on my self improvement and, and just becoming a better version of myself. Is I used to be like, well, who the hell are they to say? Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, how dismissive of, of experience. Sure. And experience is the greatest teacher in life. You know, I, I think you can get more wisdom. You know, you can get knowledge from books, but wisdom comes from experience. Absolutely. You know, and, and wisdom is applied knowledge mm-hmm. because you can have all the knowledge in the world, and if you don't apply it. It ain't worth a shit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's again, a, a lot of the problem in society is we have all the information in the world. It's just finding a way to apply it to our life and, and, and having the discipline to be like, Hey, I don't like how I feel. Let me change this. Yeah. You know, instead of waking up every day and bitching about it, yeah. you know, which we're all guilty of. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. So yeah. Change is tough, man. <clears throat> the toughest, mm-hmm. the toughest. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, change and t- change and sleep patterns probably one of the toughest things ever. Yeah. Um, 
Having a routine, waking up at the exact same time, going to sleep at the exact same time. Um, this, this is something that I thought was fascinating. So did you know what, you know, so like when someone withdraws from alcohol, DTs, have you heard of that? Hmm. So when someone withdraws from alcohol, there is a thing that happens. It's called um, delirium trims. Oh, really? Yeah. Some people have, including myself, have heard it um, like DTs, like you're going through withdrawal, like you have symptoms like shaking and all kinds of stuff. Right, right. Uh, have coined it like, I thought it would meant like detox. Yeah, like that's de- what I thought it Yeah, was. It, it doesn't. It means delirium trims. And I got this from that podcast from Dr. Matthew Walker on Rogan's podcast a couple of years ago. It's a really good one. But he said, this is what happens. When you drink alcohol heavily, um, let's just say multiple days a week, there's a process that happens in the brain where it literally shuts off your ability to have the last step of sleep, which I think it, which I believe is the REM step. Yeah. Rapid eye movement. Yeah. The rapid eye movement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what happens is, is that it shuts that ability down. It's a depressant. Mm -hmm. Shuts it off. And then, but your brain is so clever that it stores it for the next time. It creates a bank of REM sleep that you should have gotten. And what happens is, is that usually people that quit alcohol, you know, quit abruptly and when about three, four days later, I think he said, like, it starts to, the brain starts to wake up and have those, uh, that bank that is like that um, overflow happen at once. Yeah. And that is why people that go through alcohol withdrawal have those because it's literally shutting down their REM sleep and saving it for when it comes back. And it's a clash of two realities of your reality that you're living in, in this delirious, in this fucking delirious state. Mm-hmm. And that's, and they mesh together and they're called delirium trims. Wow. <laughs> it's a, it's a giant clash of two realities. Yeah. I was like, dude, I, n- I never knew that. Yeah. I thought it meant detox. Yeah. No, it's it's what happens to you when when that sleep when that sleep part is shut down. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> it makes sense. perfect sense. You I didn't know the mechanism though. I never knew. I never knew what happened. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just like it, just like the alcohol relation. I didn't know that it was like in the brain too. Right. That's fucking wild. Yeah that that also works with just not sleeping. Yeah, you. you you create that backlog even without alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is is when you sleep or you have that backlog of needed REM sleep mm-hmm. and say you take a nap mm-hmm. at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you drop into that bank right away. And when you drop into that bank and you wake up, that's when your post-nap feels groggy as hell. Yeah. And like you feel because you're dropping into that REM bank 
when oh. naps are just supposed to be a quick little yeah. uh, restorative sleep. But yeah. when you're dropping into that REM and you're releasing all that melatonin from your pineal gland, mm-hmm. you have that like time frame where you feel groggy and out mm-hmm. of it and shit, mm-hmm. almost like in a dream state. Yeah. Because that's what the pineal gland releasing that melatonin. You're in is. an overload of it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. So it, it's like a almost like a hazy like a, a almost like a stone feeling yeah 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 so is that like so i've heard and i try to do this like 20 30 minute naps are are key yeah. because you're not going to reach that you're not going to reach that state right in that amount of time right <sighs> mind blown yeah it's, it's, it's wow. pretty amazing it's pretty amazing stuff man you, wow. you know your pineal gland is the only part of your body that releases that melatonin yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah I, I learned that as well. What do you do? You have any feelings on on melatonin? As far as sleep, uh, as far as taking yeah. an external, yeah. Um, you know, for me, I I hate to rely on external factors. Yeah. You know, I think the most powerful way to have that ensure that you have that melatonin release, first of all. Make sure you don't have a sleeping disorder that prevents you right. from from doing that. But creating those routines mm-hmm. and sleeping and setting up your circadian rhythm so your pineal gland knows, hey, it's about that time to start producing your melatonin yeah. 12 to 16 hours after the cortisol release mm-hmm. and your circadian rhythm starts for the day. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't recommend it because you're starting to rely on external source mm-hmm. to create sleep. And not only that, I've read that not, it, it helps you get to sleep, but it doesn't help you stay asleep. Right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you can go to sleep, yeah. but if you are not producing it and you're not in a restful state mm-hmm. of being, then you're going to wake up throughout the night anyways. Yeah. So. I've heard similar things. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know too much about it, but like I have. And one thing that really surprised me was a, I heard a doctor somewhere. It might have even been that podcast where he was like, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Yeah. Um, I was like, what? Like that's, and I've never heard that before. Yeah. And then I start, you know, I started to look into it a little bit and yeah, I think it's along the lines of like, you know, you want to do it as natural as possible. I mean, of course, but there's all, you know, there's times for things. And another thing that he said is like, you know, when you, when you're in an unfamiliar state, like when you're, you know, at a hotel or whatever, maybe at a friend's house or something like that, like half of your brain, um, like shuts down in order to uh to keep like a watch so to say yeah yeah on your um you know on yourself yeah because you don't feel comfortable yeah it's a survival mechanism um so that's gonna you know even deplete you even more when you're you're in those places but like yeah so i mean maybe melatonin helps there but it shocked me i again i don't know anything about it but like when the dude was like don't do melatonin yeah i was like that's interesting yeah but it makes sense yeah just like anything it creates a dependency even psychologically yeah you know if if you are psychologically used to having that as part of your routine like hey i'm going to take some melatonin so i can go to sleep and then you're in an environment where you don't have melatonin accessible to you yeah now you're psychologically thinking oh shit i'm not gonna sleep because i don't have my melatonin yeah so now you're creating a double (laughs) like a uh, you're doubling the obstacle mm-hmm. to, to get to sleep and get that restful sleep. So, yeah, I wonder, um, I wonder if it down regulates your ability to create natural melatonin. 
You know what I'm saying? Like wonder, cause if, like if, if you it take, triggers your pineal to stop producing, yeah, like because I know some things like testosterone. Like if yeah. you take too much of it or whatever, it stops stop producing, stop producing it. it. Yeah. yeah, and um, I don't know, just a thought, just an interesting. It, it may, thing. yeah, it may. I ha- I hadn't read that, but um, anything is possible. And you know, it, it's pretty pretty cool that you brought up using half your brain to stay aware and stay awake. Most of the animal kingdom sleeps like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's pretty pretty that. crazy. I, I read that uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. When it just you know doing research for the podcast and looking at different areas of sleep, and mm-hmm. I thought that was the first time I'd ever heard that, mm-hmm. and it makes complete sense. Yeah. And, and the fact that you brought that up is like, yeah, of course. They it's definitely like, have to be keeps, on watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. So keeps keeps them awake and aware for predators and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's a survival tactic. Yeah. Yeah. So. What um. What do you, what are your tips like? What do you, what do you do um, to to help sleep better? What have you changed? Man, to be honest with you, I've been able to sleep my whole life. Yeah, I th- I think having a clear conscious helps you sleep. Is there anything you do to to help that? Uh, meditation. Yeah, meditation is a huge one. Mindfulness meditation because a lot of times, I think my personal beliefs and I. Some may share this, and there may be even studies that back it, but most people can't sleep at night because they can't calm down. Yeah, for sure, man. And they can't. So I know I've talked about the two different nervous systems that we operate from, the the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. And a lot of people live in that uh, sympathetic nervous system where it's fight or flight constantly, stress, worrying about the the days past yeah, the day or the, thing, or, interaction or the next yeah. day or or two months from now or whatever you're worried about <laughs> even stress. like five years ago or something right <laughs> well yeah and so if you think about it when you're in that nervous system not only you're at a heightened state of fight or flight and you can't can't sleep because of that but also you're triggering your body to release cortisol mm-hmm. so cortisol as part of the circadian rhythm mm-hmm. is telling your body to be awake and alert. Mm-hmm. So when you're dumping cortisol in your system nonstop, nonstop, you're not producing that melatonin. Hmm. So you can't drop into that restful sleep and relax. So for me, dude, even like 10 or 15 minutes of, of breathing, hmm. um, breathing is shown to drop you out of that sympathetic nervous system hmm. into the parasympathetic nervous system and get into that rest and digest state of being where you can... <sighs> relax Mm. you know so mindfulness meditation breathing you know a lot of times we can't calm ourselves down we can't calm our mind with our mind because our mind is all fucked up Mm. and and racing so you take it out of your mind's hands figuratively speaking and you bring it to a physiological state where you breathe and your body calms your mind down Mm. so Science. (laughs) Science tells you if you can drop out of that sympathetic nervous system where you're at a heightened state Mm -hmm. into the parasympathetic nervous system, you get more rest. Mm -hmm. Also, journaling. Journaling is a huge one. If if you're overwhelmed at night, keep a journal by your bed. Write. Write that shit out. Let it go. Leave in that book. Close it. Boom. Now, is it going to work every time? No. No. Consistency belief Mm -hmm. you know one thing that i read in in one of the studies the way you view sleep and how you sleep Mm -hmm. 
affects your sleep almost more than anything. So people sleep the best when they have this, oh, I'm not worried about sleep. I sleep great. Mm -hmm. Even if their body is showing signs of not getting restful sleep, Mm -hmm. they still wake up the next day feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like a placebo effect. If you think you're sleeping well and doing well at night Mm -hmm. with sleep, then you're gonna, your body is going to react mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So that can almost, um, if you have a shitty diet or shitty nighttime habits where you're looking at your phone all night, mm-hmm. you know, just your belief that, hey, I'm going to sleep well regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of me because I, I try not to get on my phone at night, but mm-hmm. we all do. I do. We all do. Yeah, I do. I do that. You know what I'm saying? I drink coffee. Yeah, we just had a delicious cup. Yeah. I mean, not every day in the afternoon, but definitely on podcasts. Definitely on game night. Game nights. Yeah, loves a good cup of coffee in the afternoon. And I think there's some people that, like, uh, just along the lines, like, even with the phone and stuff, it's like, I mean, (laughs) I could literally text somebody and be in the middle of a text and fall asleep if, you know, when I'm tired enough. Right. So... I think different things affect people differently. Absolutely. Like you said, like that Huberman podcast where he was like, you know, some coffee drinkers, they can drink coffee till whenever and fall asleep. We're, we're those people. Yeah, for sure. And, um, it just doesn't, doesn't affect me, but it's not like I sit there and drink a pot of coffee. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like moderation, everything. But, um, but yeah, so like little things like the phone, um, I'm I'm on I'm definitely on it, um, but I turn the night mode on, yeah, which takes the blue, blue light, light away. It. Yeah, 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 it blocks it, and uh, I do it all day long, um, and it's like it's something everybody could do. Yeah, it's like if you're struggling with sleep at night, just try it. Like I mean, it's easier on your eyes. Um, I love it, and I think it's definitely helped. Yeah. So, and that's that's one of those things that's science. Yeah. I mean, your eyes are perceiving, um, the light is coming in and that spike, what, what did you say earlier? It spikes the like cortisol. Yeah. 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 Um, that's going to keep you up. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep you up. And another thing developing, and we talk about this so much with morning routine, but developing a good nighttime routine, um, whatever yeah. it may be, yeah. you know, that way. Um, just like the famous study of Pavlov's dogs, you know, you condition yourself, mm. you condition the dog with the bell, yep. they know it's time to eat. Mm. So if you create a routine where you, um, you know, wash your face and, and brush your teeth and read your book for 15, 20 minutes, close your book and go to bed. Mm-hmm. As that consistent routine happens, you start doing those things, your, your body's already geared up. Yeah. It's bedtime. Yeah. It's bedtime. So developing a routine, having healthy nighttime habits, and a- another big one is using your bed just to sleep. Dude, I was going to say it. Like I was, I was like, sleep and sex. Yeah, um, I'm very adamant about not having a TV in the bedroom. Yeah, like it's just it's my thing. Like I'm like, no, nah. yeah. nope, because I don't I don't want to condition my brain to think that I'm going to go and watch TV. Right. I want my brain to think I'm going straight to bed. Yeah, like that's what we're doing. Yeah, or other activities. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, sleep and sex. Sleep, yep, sleep and sex. So, um, yeah, so that's one, one thing that will probably never be in our bedroom. 
and yeah. and um yeah i don't make too many requests like that but like when it comes to sleep like another thing is like darkness yeah we have blackout blinds in the bedroom i really won't have it any other way <laughs> right <laughs> like i don't again i don't make many sacrifices for sleep it's yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna be good too yeah so uh yeah yeah. Was, yeah, I guess so. It's like small things. Yeah. So I don't even they, they add up. Yeah. They add up. I think so. You know, uh, it's so funny when you, for me, I, I wake up and I look at my phone. That's, I, I don't take my phone to bed. No. I do not look at my phone yeah. in bed. That's one thing that I have done. Do I look at it before I go to bed? Sure. Sure. But as soon as I go to bed, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. done with it. Yeah. Brittany, bless her heart. Struggles to sleep. Yep. Because as soon as we get in bed, it's TikTok time. Yep. TikTok, 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 yep. TikTok. Goes the clock. Goes right? the clock. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, the clock. TikTok is. goes the clock. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, babe, you can't sleep mm-hmm. because you're staring at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that's, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll see people post from overnight, yeah. can't sleep. It's like, yes. that's because you got your phone in your hand. Your phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so. Little things again. Yeah, it, they add up. They yeah, add up. it's yeah. All, and again, it's like the light. It's like you can't you can't deny that. Yeah, I guess come that's that's coming into you. Like yeah, and it's not it's not something you can just stop. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you know another thing that's um, important if if you do wake up at night and you have to go to the restroom or something, not turning on the light mm-hmm. because that could trigger that cortisol release. Mm. And so, uh, one of the recommendations that I saw was to have a soft nightlight in your yeah. bathroom. So I'm going to get one. Yeah. It's a great Instead idea. Instead of having to turn on the light to take a piss yeah. because I, dude, I drink a lot of water. So yeah. I piss in the dark. Sometimes I may miss whatever. I'll just listen for the water. Like, yeah. uh, eyes closed, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't turn on the light. It makes sense. And I go dude. right back to sleep. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, right. right. Like as soon as you turn that light on, it's like, whoa. Yep. Time to go. Time to, time to wake up. Yeah. Okay, that that's a great tip, dude. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yep. So so soft night lights, um, magnesium, magnesium mm-hmm. supplements. A lot of people are deficient in magnesium. Mm-hmm. So magnesium supplement, and obviously check with your doctor. I'm no medical doctor, um, but a lot of people are deficient in magnesium, mm-hmm. and that can help you sleep. Yeah. And uh, it has some magnesium rich foods in here somewhere. Uh, I'll find it and we'll come back to it if I find it. But that's um, I I take a magnesium supplement for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, Almonds are a great source of magnesium for food. Nice. So you don't even need a supplement because all of your nutrition can come from your food if you are disciplined enough to uh, first research and and educate yourself Mm -hmm. on what is good for you and what you need and what you're deficient in by self-awareness and mm-hmm. being mindful of how you live your life. Uh, but almonds are a huge source of magnesium and I fucking love almonds. Dude, almonds are great. Almond butter. Yum. Okay. So, so here is a list of some foods. And again, this is on startsleeping.org and from the sleep Institute. I forget what the hell it's called anyways. Um, but a list of foods that can help you sleep. Sweet potatoes. It's a great source of complex carbs and potassium. Uh, bananas. 
almonds for the magnesium again. Uh, turkey. Obviously, we all eat turkey at Thanksgiving. Like, oh, tryptophan. So, yep, exactly. Tryptophan turns into serotonin. Yeah. In a chemical process. And I think serotonin is the the happy hormone oh yeah so when you so when you yeah when you when you eat it tryptophan turns into serotonin which makes you happy and you go to sleep yeah (laughs) sounds good to me yeah i like to be happy and i like to sleep so yeah ain't Um, nobody happier than on thanksgiving right after (laughs) right after meals right right absolutely so um fatty fish great source of vitamin d as well uh cherries kiwis for the serotonin, antioxidants, uh, honey. Oh, honey's great for everything. Dude, I love honey. I go through a bottle a week. Yeah, me local. Too yeah, local honey. Yeah, that's also local honey is great for helping you sleep and also for if you use the local honey for your allergies if you have allergies. Yeah, yeah. Problems. Because obviously the honey is pollinated from the bees yeah. and whatnot, so they're collecting all that mm-hmm. pollen from the the plants and flowers and everything around you so helps you with your your allergies makes sense like play in the dirt become more immune that's right yeah that's right oatmeal passion flower tea i've never heard of that uh, walnuts and some word i can't say another kind of tea so i uh i eat at least half of those on the daily. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I... Dude, I love almonds. I, I eat most of those things, too, actually. Just the... Dude, I've been eating so much oatmeal lately. Yeah? Oatmeal I've, has been has been my go-to. Yeah. Like, meal and snack. Yeah. Um, just regular oats with some honey, yeah. coconut milk, and, and a spoonful of peanut butter. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness! I uh, I too love love some oatmeal. I do the the gluten free option. Yeah, and throw some mixed nuts. Oh, Almonds yeah. are in there. Um, strawberries, bananas, blueberries, all that. The honey. Um, I like sunflower seed butter. Yeah, I love sunflower. It just seems to work best for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and, and I love a good bowl. Of peanut butter and yeah, stuff. I love a good bowl of, bowl of oatmeal. I do too, man. I do too. And it's filling. It's like thick and oh man, you know, it's, tons it's of energy. Substance. Yeah. Substance. Fiber. Fiber. Um, what do you what do you think about dreams? As far as um, having them, interpreting them. Yeah, man. Just. What is, what is your what is your experience with dreams like? What comes to mind first? Oh, man, I've had some wild wild dreams. Yeah, like where where do you think they come from? Uh, to me, in a spiritual sense, the dream state is well, physically, biologically, what's happening in the same pineal gland is releasing uh, dimethyl dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, and, dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, yeah. Did I say it? what? Whatever uh, you said it right. Um, but that, that's what releases from mm. your pineal gland and that's what triggers dream state. And mm. they also say when you die, you have a rush of mm-hmm. the DMT mm-hmm. 
natural DMT in your system. Mm-hmm. That's release, and that's where the visions and stuff come from. Uh, but on a spiritual sense, for me, it's the same as like an outer body experience mm-hmm. or a hallucinogenic experience where you have, uh, again, outer body experiences and <laughs> your soul leaves your vessel, essentially, yeah. and your consciousness can travel outside of your vessel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me and how I interpret dreams is your your soul leaving your vessel while your vessel is resting mm-hmm. and you're going to experience other timelines, other dimensions, other happenings that are possible in mm-hmm. your life or, or interacting with different beings or different souls in mm-hmm. your reality. It certainly makes sense, dude. <clears throat> like yeah. some of the dreams that, uh, <clears throat> that I have, I'm like, dude, I have to be going somewhere else. I, I mean, you know, I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, where do where do I go? Yeah. What happens? Like, like your brain, your brain literally paralyzes your body, so that way it can rest. Right. Like, um, like I, that that's that's fascinating to me that it just paralyzes it, and so you can re- just lay there, because your mind's still going a million miles an hour. Yeah. Um, but some of the dreams that, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody can relate to sound absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Like once one dream I had as a little kid, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was, um, I still haven't made sense of it is I was, I was traveling in a car, but I was traveling from roof to roof on a in a car i was jumping from a house roof to house roof in a car and i don't i'll never forget that yeah like what What was i doing like what i don't even know what what it like meant but all i remember is just the image and it was like in full color of driving a car it was it was a didn't have a top on it and i had like a teddy bear with me or something and um dude I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. Remember Teddy Ruxpin? No. Holy shit. I just went back like <laughs> back a whole bunch of years. Dude, Teddy Ruxpin was like this doll that uh, was a teddy bear. And he had a, a recorder in the middle, like a tape recorder. Yeah. And you could put different tapes in them. Oh, nice. And play. That was kind of creepy if you really think about it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, dude, it was me and Teddy Ruxpin. And we were uh, jumping from roof to roof in a car. Never forget it. But... I've had some wild dreams. Um, yeah, Kayla has some wild dreams. Yeah, she wakes up and tells me about them. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how do you? First off, how do you remember all that? Like, yeah. have you ever um, had a dream, not remembered it, and then like somebody else said something to you, and it sparked that? The trigger. It triggered the dream memory. to come back. It's yeah. like, what's that? I don't know. I think I think we bury a lot of stuff in our subconscious, you know. To be, it's, it's like a seed plant, right? Yeah, it's wild. Like I heard it best described as like, like in a in an internet sense, like you may still have accessibility to that dream, but it might just be at like a different IP address. Yeah, it might take something else in order for you to get there and remember remember the dream. Yeah. Different link. Yeah, different link. It's funny how fast they fade. Yeah. They, I, they fade fast for me. Like, I'll be able to tell a story, like, of a dream or whatever, and then fucking 20 minutes later, 
like forget completely about it. Yeah. I yeah. They, a lot of people like sleep study and, and dream studies say that you should, if you're interested in remembering and analyzing your dreams for messages or what, whatever your reason for it is to keep a dream journal. Yeah. And for, as soon as you wake up, <laughs> write them down. Yeah. yeah. Because they fade quick. Yeah. There's even been times like, have you ever experienced a, a dream where within the dream you're like, man, I want to remember this when I wake up. Yeah. And then yeah. you wake up and you're like, fuck. Yeah. What was that dream? I wanted to remember it and I don't fucking remember it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Damn you, sleeping self. You forgot it. Yeah. That's so <laughs> it's it's so strange, man. It's like memories. Like I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think they have a more prolonged like memory with with that type of thing like oh i saw this dude you know yesterday or something like that but like over time it starts to fade yeah i don't know it's like telling stories that i don't even tell correctly because i've the memories faded so much i don't even realize it i, don't know. I think you, that kind of has something to do with dreams you know psychologically they say that every time you recall and tell a story it changes just a little bit yeah. every single time <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, it's like the telephone game with your own mind. Mm-hmm. You're like, I, you even hear it from, from people like, I've heard you tell that story differently. Yeah. But it's not like the person's lying. Right. It's just they're recalling that memory. It's with just different. Other, yeah. yeah. Dude, I've that's, told, that's wild. Dude. Yes. I've compl- I've told stories that they're like, that didn't, didn't happen like that at all. Right. I literally thought it did. But it did for you. Yeah, it did for me. But not for them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've Yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told a story one time that got two people in like a uh, like a fight almost, yeah. like b- because I didn't remember it, and and I didn't remember it because so it was like a, it was a concert that actually Ryan and I went to that I thought that we didn't go to at all, <laughs> and and that's when him and Julia were together. I can't remember what happened, but they had like talked oh, about it. They like talked about it one day. <laughs> And um, I was like, dude, we, we never went there. Like, I, we'd never been to. And the reason I didn't remember is because when we got there, it was raining. And we went in for, like, maybe a few minutes. And it was pouring. And we are like, forget this. And we left. But that's why. So so in your mind, you didn't go? So, yeah, so in my mind, I was like, didn't go. <laughs> that never happened, Ryan. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, and we, no, definitely did. Um. <laughs> One of the things I learned about sleep uh, is people that work at night, um, night shift workers, there are studies that have been done on, um, on different diseases that, uh, that can occur because of how whacked the circadian rhythm is, uh, completely out of whack. It's not supposed to be up all night. And then sleep during the day. That's, that's the whole opposite of what it's supposed to do. Um, people like that are, um, cancer prone, um, Alzheimer's prone, which for me makes perfect sense because in that last part of restorative sleep, uh, is where your memory happens is where the restorative action to, to, uh, to remember things, to recall them later, to recall them better over over a period of time performance ability all those cognitive things 
happen in that last portion of sleep. Yep. Directly connects with Alzheimer's in memory. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, and lack of sleep. You know. So if you're not if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not hitting that stage, you're not remembering anything, here we go, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Is what that correlates to me. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, man. There's so much that happens during sleep, like that restores your body, restores your brain, restores all the stuff that nature needs us to do every day. Mm-hmm. And then some, especially today. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. What a great episode. Lots of lots of nuggets. Yeah. Um another one that we uh do just kind of traditionally is um I mean, we like to be warm when we go to sleep, but like we keep it at I think seventy, mm-hmm. and set like in the winter time, cooler in the summertime, obviously. But say I've heard seventy to seventy three degrees degrees is like optimal. Yeah. To be cold. The studies I saw said it was colder. Really? It was like sixty to sixty eight. I was like, Jesus. That's pretty cold. That's fucking cold. Yeah, I would say that's pretty cold. Um, see, so much internet, so much stuff out there. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. But again, it like made sense for me. That's what we keep it at and um, seems to work pretty well. Yeah. So like maybe if you got it too hot in the house, I want to cool it down just a little bit. Yeah. Whatever that is, maybe it might be 60. Yeah. Maybe it might be 70. Dude, 60 is cold. It is freezing. I'm not fucking sleeping. It's freezing. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool on all that. Um, and uh, another, dude, another video I saw the other day and I just wonder how it affects people is sleep aids so like ambien oh yeah like how does that affect people i saw this guy the other day and it's supposed to be hilarious but it really like makes me think because i hear of all these stories where people sleepwalk and they take ambien and like they just do the craziest stuff like this guy walks around his house and like literally makes stuff in the like stove and stuff while he's just sleepwalking yeah he takes ambien i'm like that's gotta just knock people way off yeah like no i can't imagine any restorative sleep happens when you take that yeah i'm not sure i don't know either i'm not sure but it just made me think i'm like man you know you know i i actually was prescribed ambien when i went to the va really for night terrors really when i got back from the middle east uh had a had an incidence of sleep psychosis or um what's it called paralysis Paralysis. sleep paralysis yeah where i had just a a really dark dream Mm -hmm. and i woke up and there was this like dude it was a demon yeah on top of me Mm -hmm. it was just this black heavy being and my body was paralyzed Mm -hmm. and i could hardly breathe and then it went away and i snapped out of it and i'm completely awake and conscious but i could not move and when I was able to move, I had an anxiety attack. Wow. It's the only anxiety attack I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And so that was part of them, like, hey, Ambien will help with sleep terrors mm-hmm. or night terrors. Yeah. And uh, it made me it made me a zombie, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Does it I, make sense now why it made you a zombie? Yeah, I mean it. I don't know the chemical, like, you know, yeah. I, I wish I knew the chemical interactions with how these 
sleep aids help you. But I think any medical person would say sleep aids should be temporary. Yeah. If you're going through a difficult time in your life or a super stressful time in your life and, and you need it temporarily, yeah. by all means, yeah. aid yourself in, in getting that restorative sleep. Yeah. Uh, but de- becoming dependent on it is is unhealthy, just like the melatonin. Yeah. You know, If you have to depend on melatonin to get to sleep and then you don't have it, it's like, well, shit. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know, man. I've seen... Just I, I I have no personal experience with it at all, but like I've seen and just heard stories of like people actually doing more, being awake on Ambien, yeah, like to, and doing crazy shit, yeah, than sl- actually sleeping. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of well, not all kinds, but just the one TikTok video, like it's a whole TikTok page of people on Ambien sleepwalking. <laughs> Well, I guess I know what I'm gonna be looking at later. It's, it's this like it's, it's this one guy like oh really yeah the whole his page I should have said right. is like him and his wife like tapes him oh shit and like they think it's hilarious like which it is but they know like how dangerous it is but like yeah dude like he like the other day like there was one where he made like a um like chicken nuggets in the uh, in the stove like when he was sleepwalking and he was like. Dipping his, um, it was something that shouldn't be like that you wouldn't dip in a sauce. It wasn't chicken nuggets. It was something else. His wife was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm just having a conversation with the people I work with." And she was like, "What?" Does he recollect those things? I don't know. Man, you know what comes to me, and I'm, I, I take, I look every at everything through a spiritual lens, like. I wonder if that like opens your vessel for a, another entity to to occupy your Whoa. vessel. You know what I'm saying? Because your consciousness may not be there, so there may be another entity occupying your vessel and making you do these things, and then you wake up like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Well, that isn't that wild. You know, it's just it, a theory. But well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I mean, I've heard <clears throat> like theories of like you know people have the same dream. So if you could have the same dream then you could obviously be bumped out of your dream in order for somebody to come into yours yeah. and live your reality. Did I, mean, I mean, that makes sense to me. As yeah. soon as you said it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because have you ever, I don't know if you've ever had these experiences, but have you ever had dreams where you're not yourself? Like you're, you're somebody else and like you don't recognize or know anybody around you? Have you, have you ever had those? I can't. I can't say that I ever have. I'm, I'm really trying to think about it. Um that's something to think about. But I've had dreams where it's like, it's not me in my dream. It's like a totally different reality. I'm a totally different being. I don't know anybody in my wow. dream. Yeah, so maybe, you know, maybe that's the soul traveling and getting mixed up into another vessel. Dude, something's <laughs> got to happen. It's like, what a, what a crazy process where right. you just go. Yeah. Like, and you know, like when you fall asleep, well, you don't know when you fall asleep, but like you're just gone. Yeah. Yeah, because your 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 soul is eternal and doesn't need sleep. Sleep is a human condition, mm-hmm. so your human vessel goes to sleep and mm-hmm. slumber, but your soul stays awake and travels. Pretty wild. It is wild. You know what's even crazier is they say dreams only last three to five seconds. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Seconds. Seconds. I assumed you were about to say minutes. No. Seconds. Like that. But 
that makes sense to me because the soul outside traveling outside of the time space continuum, if you will, time is is nothing. Is a human condition. Time is a man made measurement Mm -hmm. to you know measure this reality. So that that's fucking wild, isn't it, dude? Because you wake up in the dreams like, man, that was like three weeks of experience in one dream. Yeah, it feels like eternity. Yeah. Huh. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Three to five seconds. It that I mean, it makes sense. Um, I heard a story about a lady the other day, an ultra marathon runner that ran for like two days straight, only slept like a minute, and when she did fall asleep for a minute, she said she had the wildest dreams. Like, yeah, multiple. Yeah, in well, one minute. Yeah, and was like, when woke up and was like, what? Like, how long did I sleep? And the trainer was like, one minute. He told me to let you sleep for one minute. And she's like, no, you let me sleep longer than that. And like looked at her watch and it had been one minute. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, it make, it makes sense. Yeah. For sure. She went into an overload dump. Yeah. Like from not. Dropped you know, right into the Yeah, dry, dry. just dropped right in. Yeah. Tapping into the bank. <clears throat> huh. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. So, sleep is important. It, um, it, it can affect a lot of different things. And I know that if I don't get enough sleep, um, it, it, it affects me. It, I, I'm more irritable. I'm more, um, I burn out quicker. Um, that's, that's a big one. Yeah. I'm not sharp. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to focus. Um, I find myself reaching for more caffeine, cup of coffee, snacking, snacking, um, you know, and that, and that's just science. That's that you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage on that one. Um, because when you are sleep deprived, you will make worse choices. Mm-hmm. And food is probably the easiest choice to make, easiest option to make bad choices with. I really notice that as I start to wind down. Um, usually, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, I'll want a piece of chocolate because my mind's tired. It's like it's ready to go to sleep. I want to, but I'm hungry. Comfort food. I want a comfort food. Yes, and um, but yeah, that. That got nipped in the butt with uh, Reese cups. Those are my favorite. They're pretty good. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. So, yeah. What a beautiful episode. It was really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just to recap it, if you are somebody that struggles with sleep, developing a healthy routine, being mindful of your light exposure late at night. Yeah. Um, having, keeping your bed for sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we talk about? Uh, take a bath, stretching, meditating, developing a conscious breathing practice to drop you out of that, that parasympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight, drop you into that restful sleep. Uh, that is probably the biggest one because, again, it's so hard to to relax your mind with your mind. Mm-hmm. So you use your breath and your body will slow your mind down to get you there. Yeah. So uh, just things to be mindful of and find something that works for you. For me at night, we ha- we do have a TV in our room, mm-hmm. um, but I will play like the binaural beats mm-hmm. or different frequencies yeah. that help regenerative, re- regenerative, 
sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so different frequencies and tones. Um, but black screen. Mm-hmm. They have plenty of YouTube videos where you can go on there and it says black screen. Mm-hmm. And your screen goes black, but you're still getting the tones mm-hmm. and the, the different music. So that, that helps us mm-hmm. sleep. So. Because a lot of people, or white noise machines, yeah, fans. Yeah, fans. We use a fan. Yeah. Yep. Noise. Yeah. Yeah. So, man. One thing that I w- would like to do in the future, um, because I I think, and what I've learned is like, even though I think I sleep well, maybe I'm not. Um, because, again, you can't always tell with like how you feel. It might be later down the road or whatever. But I would like to do one just to see where I'm at. Like I would want, I would love to go to yeah sleep study just to see where I'm at. And um, one of the things that I question is uh, is sleep apnea. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't feel bad, but maybe I'm used to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it could be better. And even just like the slightest snore is an indication of sleep apnea. Yeah. Like a lot. Like there are people out there. I almost said it. There are people out there a that lot. have you that, said yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that have sleep apnea. Yeah, you know, and they don't know. Yeah, and uh, it's just a simple sort like snore. Like that's all it could be. Yeah, your 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 tongue is blocking your airway, and um, there are several things that out there that you you know that you can help that with. So, I'd like to see where that is. Yeah, you can get a sleep test. Yeah, that that's interesting because I sleep really well, but I know I snore because mm-hmm. Brittany tells me, mm-hmm. or she'll take videos of it. Yeah. Like, listen to your snoring. I'm like, that's not fucking me. Yeah. You added that sound. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just optimizing mm-hmm. because I sleep Optimal. well. Yeah. I sleep well, yeah. you know, but there's always room for improvement in yeah. everything you do. So, that's good. Yeah. yeah. We should go do a sleep study. That'd be cool. Let's look that shit up. Oh. Next challenge. Boom. <laughs> Next challenge. Sleep study. study. That's right. We're recording. Like, you guys sleep like shit. <laughs> Dude, we oh, just man, gave I a, feel fucking hey, great. Hey, listen, we just gave a podcast on sleep, so we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm right? an expert now. Gosh. I read some shit online and a couple articles. Can't man, tell I'm... me this. I wrote a couple things down. I know what DTs are. Come That's on. you snoring, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We love you guys so much. If you're still with us, thank, thank you for, for joining us at the round table. And, and we really hope that you found some value yeah. and, and some some knowledge that you can apply in your life uh, in regards to sleep and how it affects you and how important it is for each and every one of us to get a restful night's sleep. So Eric, do you have anything in closing brother? Hope you sleep well this evening. Yeah. You know, speaking of one thing I do with my prayers at night is I ask my guides and God Mm -hmm. for restful healing sleep Mm -hmm. every night. And you know what? I like to believe that is why part of the reason why I sleep well. Yep. Asking for it. Set my intent. Hey, I'm going to sleep well. Yep. I want to sleep well. God help me. Help me sleep well. Help me sleep. Help me sleep well. Mm -hmm. So another thing you can do, ask and you shall receive. Great point. Ask and you shall receive. And on that note, we're asking you to join us again next week at the round table. And if you're interested in coming on, or you would like to give us feedback, we're always open. Constructive criticism is welcome. More so, because constructive criticism helps you adapt and evolve and and grow into something greater. So Changes growth, bro. Absolutely. So, season three, episode eight. 
Eight nine. or nine? Nine. Nine. Nine, nine, nine. nine. Yeah, nine. I had eight. Eight in my head because we just released eight. Mm-hmm. So, I say sleep episode is a wrap, huh? It's a wrap. Man. Peace. <laughs>